Ladies and gentlemen, a fine welcome to you. You are listening to Homemaker Chic Podcast, and we're glad that you're here. I am Shay Elliott, one of the co-hosts of Homemaker Chic, joined by Angela Reed. And together, we are Homemaker Chic, along with thousands and thousands and thousands of other homemakers all around the world from all different walks of life. And our hope here on the podcast is that we help you to rescue the art of homemaking from the daily grind. We know that there's a lot you have to do. We know there's a lot of demands on the homemaker, but we're here with you, marching right alongside you, learning as we go, and uh, trying to just stay out of the pits together. (laughs) Uh, Lots of thousands. Can I just say? Yes. Something's happened. I checked the stats. And wow. It feels like I just told the audience we hit a million downloads. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, that was not that long ago. Million and a half. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like, wow. (laughs) Mm, That's amazing. That is amazing. That is really, really. So welcome to everybody all over the world that's new, that has found the show. And we would uh, implore you (laughs) to give us a five-star review. Thumbs up, whatever, how that works. Hit the stars, whatever, please. (laughs) And um, visit us over on Instagram. That audience is growing too. A lot of uh, interaction and connection. And um, of course, our patrons, we can talk about that in a second. But but yeah, big uh, expanding audience. That makes me happy. I like the idea of homemakers from all walks of life uh, being encouraged Mm -hmm. in this fine art. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think when we started... One of the first things that we tried to do in this podcast was dispel this myth that homemaking looks a certain way. Because if there's one thing we've learned in our 18 months of doing this podcast now, it's that homemaking looks very different for people. We have, Mm -hmm. um, you know, widowed fathers who listen to this podcast. We have 14 year old girls who just, you know, are learning how to keep a home, wanting to learn how to keep a home. What? Oh my gosh, we got a letter from someone. I left it downstairs okay. from a 15-year-old. Okay. Do you want to talk and I'll go grab it? Um, I'll try. Or I can talk. We can do it Monday. You tell me. Whoops. Yeah, let's Ooh, do it Monday. It's really dark. Okay, we'll do it Monday. Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, so it, we've got single people, married people, lots of kids, no kids, city, yeah. farm, homeschool, public, public school, you name it. They're here hanging out with us. So that's great. It is great. And, you know, we started like we wanted to dispel the myth and we we wanted to be humorous about it. So that's why we went with this tag of, you know, red lips and no jumpers, no denim jumpers. We wanted to just dispel this idea that uh, being a homemaker didn't maybe look like a 1980s denim jumpered homemaker. Not that there was anything wrong with those back in the day, but it's kind of this uh, stereotype. Yeah. And we've learned ourselves even that it's it's even we were trying to be funny, but the scope is so big mm-hmm. and so wonderful. Mm-hmm. So welcome to everyone. That's new. Yeah. And thank you to everyone that's been here. So many have been with us since day one. Mm-hmm. Love that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Very much so. Well, we uh, hopefully didn't bring you too far down on Monday with our farm talk. <laughs> <laughs> There's even grosser stuff we can tell you if you want. <laughs> right. Oh, gosh. If you can believe it. If you can believe it, it gets even grosser. I don't know what's much grosser than being pooped on from a rafter by a chicken, but I'll leave that. 
I can, there's one thing I can it's think pretty of. nasty. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but here we are. We thought today that we would beautify things a little bit and take it a little bit of a different direction. We get a lot of emails. Uh, you're welcome to email us if you'd like. Info at homemakerchicpodcast.com. We'd love to hear from you. We hear from all different kinds of people, but, you know, really a lot of them can be distilled down into a few categories. And I think one of those major categories is just the actual art of tending a home, cleaning a home, preparing a home, making a home, not just a house, (laughs) making Mm -hmm. it somewhere where your people or whoever come into your home feel safe and nourished and welcomed and a place where that they can rest, a place where they can be at peace. And I think that if I were to like distill it all down, to me, that's a homemaker, right? I literally just thought about this. (laughs) That's literally (laughs) what the name says. (laughs) I'm like, you are so profound. (laughs) It's wow. You between that and your French, I just <laughs> listen. Somebody has to be this person in the relationship, and apparently it's me. <laughs> but, but seriously, <laughs> but seriously, um, because we are all coming to this from so many different spaces. That you know, if we sit down and we say, "Hey, here's how you decorate your, you should decorate your house," or "Here's what food you should cook," that might not be reflective of who you are or what home is to you. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, mm-hmm. like I know we have some listeners in the Middle East, and it's like if I'm like, "Hey, go make some burger and fries on Friday nights," and that can just be your family thing, they might be like, "What are you talking about?" That's right. not. Uh, comforting to me. That's not how people feel rested and nourished. And so, mm-hmm. you know, we thought we could kind of just spend some time with this today and thinking about particularly just kitchens and, um, you know, cleaning and the ways that we sort of foster that environment, for lack of a mm-hmm. better word. Right. Sorry. That was I many words. No. <laughs> All right. That's okay. Uh, before we do that, let's let's give a, a sincere thank you to American Blossom Linens. Make your bed is the theme of season eight, and they asked to be the the exclusive sponsor mm-hmm. of this season. AmericanBlossomsLinens.com and use our coupon code HomemakerChic twenty for twenty percent off. A bed is indicative of so many things: order priorities that you've got your you know what in order that your home is a place of rest and comfort, that you're giving eyes to the details. And so we're very much grateful to have American Blossom being the sponsor because Make Your Bed is our message Mm -hmm. for season eight with our million and a half downloads. So thank you so much to them. And be sure to use that coupon code HOMEMAKERCHIC20 so they know that you listen to the show Mm -hmm. and uh, you listen to us Mm -hmm. and what we told you to do. We're kind of (laughs) bossy. Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes. But it's good stuff. It's like you're not going to buy American Blossom linen sheets and sleep on them and be like, nah. Wrong idea. Bad choice. (laughs) So I promise you we're leading you in the right direction. (laughs) We are. We aim to steer you in the right direction. Yes. Uh, I like this idea of talking about the kitchen. Um, 
I know we do so much and we talk so much about creating comfort uh, an environment for other people, but the but slash and the fact is for the homemaker, she's in it for the long haul. This is a lifelong task, obligation, enjoyment, art, mm-hmm. and having things be beautiful, whatever your version of beauty in your home is, I think is a very powerful tool for motivation and burnout prevention. So I don't think it's this isn't really a fluff conversation today that we're going to have. We might talk about some fluffy things, but yeah. this is a necessity. We're in it for the long haul. Yeah. It's a long road ahead, God willing, of years of redundancy and repetition. And beauty is encouraging. Yes. Big time. Mm-hmm. Well, let's cue the wine music then so we can okay. jump on into it, shall we? Okay. Let's do Dry Farm Wines is uh, another way that you can show your love to the Homemaker Chic podcast. In fact, when you drink Dry Farm Wines, you're uh, drinking small batch, chemical-free, beautiful wines, just like Shay and I do, that are sourced from boutique, family-owned small vineyards around the world. This is a terribly chic way to stock your wine cabinet because these wines have no um, genetically modified yeast, no additional sugars for those of us trying to stay healthy, no purple dye. There's a lot of extra funky ingredients that legally do not have to be listed on that um, bottle of wine that you have hubby grabbed from the grocery store on the way home from work. And so we invite you to visit dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic and give pure natural wine a try. As Shay says, this is the kombucha or the sourdough of the wine world. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've been listening to the show long enough, you know that uh, <clears throat> right at the beginning, I was a little bit skeptical because I'm kind of a wine snob. I wondered, is this real wine? Is this just some like wine with a dry farms label on it? And it's not. These are actually vineyards and chateaus from around the world. Uh, all the wines that you are used to, grape names that you recognize, and you are going to learn so much about wine too, because you're going to learn new grapes and open up your palate um, to something maybe that it's been programmed to not appreciate. And there's literature that comes in this box. I mean, this this whole concept, the whole from placing the order to getting the box is absolutely and drinking wine obviously is absolutely enjoyable. So dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. Mm-hmm. You want to add to that, my dear? No, that's perfect. Okay. It's very good. Um, I would encourage you. They have a three bottle sparkling little box that you can buy. And I would encourage you, if you are a Dry Farms customer currently, go add this to your subscription so that you can get it in time for Thanksgiving for these beautiful times when you need to have bubbles. And if you haven't gotten into the habit of having bubbles, then allow me to introduce you to this idea. So when Angela and I were in Atlanta together years ago, we went to a beautiful French restaurant and our table wasn't quite ready yet. We got there about 30 minutes before our reservation. And so we did as classy women do. We went to the bar. We went to the bar. And we ordered a beautiful glass of bubbles. And Mm -hmm. it really started this habit for me of when I'm going to really sit down and savor a meal or I'm putting a lot of work into something really special in the kitchen, I always start with a glass of bubbles. Good for you. That is good form. It is is the right thing to do. It is good form. (laughs) It is. It's like that's it's 
very French, first of all. It's well, it's it's an aperitif. Yeah. It's, it stimulates your palate, makes you want to eat. Yeah. Gets you in the mood. Yeah, gets you in the just mood. Just a just a glass of bubbly. Yep. yep. And it really does. It's like it adds this whole like 45 minute layer of enjoyment onto the front of the meal. You know that would otherwise in, maybe just being in be the kitchen. Kitchen prep. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, music, yep. bubbles, you're making the meal. It is. It's like this Yep. Ex- you get this extra enjoyment of it. Yep. And yeah. I know sh- most people don't really like to drink champagne um, because grocery stores really have a very poor selection. Oh, my heaven. It's like Corbell Cooks. Or if you're at Costco, it's Kirkland Cooks. Yep. C- cooks. Holy yeah. Moses. I mean, you're, yeah, you're given yeah. like three. They gave you three different My head bubbles. hurts just thinking about well, it. Well, that's the thing. I get a headache just thinking about People it. People say, yeah. oh, I don't like to drink champagne because it gives me a headache. It's like, if yeah, if you drink that, swill will do that. <laughs> yeah, it probably makes you feel terrible. Uh, dry farm wines, sparkling wines do not have that effect on you at all. They do have a little bit lower alcohol percentage. It's usually around that 12% mm-hmm. mark instead of 14 but it's the sugar. It's just the sugar and the yeast content, you know, and none of that is added. Mm-hmm. There's almost no residual sugar left at all. So when you drink a glass, it doesn't make you super thirsty. It doesn't make you feel hungover. It doesn't make you feel like you just ate a piece of cake and now you, you know, are going through this whole sugar imbalance. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. it's really beautiful, really amazing. And they have just such an incredible selection of bubbles. Um and this is coming from a very long-time subscriber. <laughs> I'm still <laughs> always very imp- impressed. So that's a good one to add on. If you're just wanting to give them a try and you've never sort of dabbled into dry farms, that's kind of a nice little segue in. Maybe start there. Yeah. Yeah. And you're going to get an extra bottle for a penny because we love you. Yes. But you have yes. to use the link dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. Yes, ma'am. Um, <clears throat> we... Did we invite people to become patrons no. in the last episode? No, we didn't. Okay. So if you haven't yet, one more little housekeeping, homemaking housekeeping, uh, visit patreon.com forward slash homemaker chic podcast, because uh, that is where all our fangirls hang out. And we literally hang out at the end of every season. We get together on a Zoom call and we drink bubbly and we laugh and we have fun and we take your suggestions for upcoming episodes. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have two levels that you can be a patron of the show. At that top level, you will have all exclusive access to the video version of the show. So watch the episode, listen rather, and then a few days later, watch the episode. Mm-hmm. Yes. Just lots of fun. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk okay. about the kitchen. I want to start in the kitchen today. Let's just stay there. Yeah, sure. Okay. Wonderful. Uh, I... I'm feeling that because as many of you you uh, saw um, on Instagram about 10 days ago, I don't know, maybe, uh, I switched things around and um, made an island in the middle of my kitchen with a workbench that I had kind of coming off of the countertops. And it just gave this fresh new vibe and the family loved it. It gave me a freshness to keep me encouraged and going in that space. And so I am feeling all kitcheny right now. So this mm-hmm. is a, this is good timing. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm feeling very much the same. Um, it's amazing. I feel so justified once again, moving furniture. Like I cannot overstate the power of moving furniture. 
right? Right. Okay. I don't have a lot of options in my kitchen. Do you have a lot of like layout options? I have over the years as we've moved things around, but um, I mean, where where it is now is pretty set, but um, you know, mm-hmm. things are always shifting a little bit because we just use our kitchen so heavily. <laughs> just like it's a daily destroying and then rebuilding. Da- yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. It very much is. So I bought these used parlor chairs probably three or four years ago. Maybe three. The, the like kind the of orangey ones. ones. Yeah. Mm, okay. They're kind of like an mm-hmm. apricot color. Okay. And they were, you know, they were used. They were old. And they held up well for about three years. And now the cushions are like this thin. You know, there's never not somebody sitting in one. Ever. Mm-hmm. One is mm-hmm. they're always occupied. And yeah. I realized you're going to have to either get these reupholstered and restuffed or put something else here, you know, get different mm-hmm. chairs or we have a seat- seating area in the kitchen because it is such a place that people hang out. It is such a source of entertainment. We pour the bubbles while we're cooking dinner. We play the jazz music. We mm-hmm. have people over for dinner all the time and they come in and they sit down. They have a little table to put their wine glass on. Okay. We, you know, I finish cooking dinner and we talk or while I'm making dinner, a kid will come in and we'll be talking about their history lesson or, I mean, it's just, it's a living room slash kitchen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and anyway, I'm kicking around the idea of actually replacing the two parlor chairs with a little sofa because there's only two chairs in there. So somebody's always like uncomfortably sitting on the counter or, mm-hmm. you know, I think that we might just need just a little bit more space. So that would be cozy. Mm-hmm. Nice. Something pretty sturdy under your window there. Yes. Can take a beating from kids yes. and mm-hmm. clean up easily. Mm-hmm. All right. So, um, I moved my island. Now I have to move lighting. Sure. Um, what are your – how is your kitchen – how do you feel about the lighting in your kitchen? Because I have some changes I think I need to make or some additions. I like soft lighting in a kitchen. Mm-hmm. Because other than like is my caramel the right color of caramel, you don't really have a need for bright lights. In fact, I find it very unenjoyable to work in a kitchen with really bright lights Mm -hmm. because you see then, you know, the egg dripping down the refrigerator. You see the like garlic dirt that was left from the roots on the table. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Direct lighting, sunlighting is very not complimentary to a kitchen. So Mm -hmm. I think kitchen lighting really needs to be soft and sexy. That being said, like, for example, when I put chandeliers in, I usually put little lampshades on the bulbs to just damper Mm -hmm. them a bit, take them just down a notch. Mm -hmm. But we only have two small chandeliers in there and we have a little pendant light over our sink and that's it. But you have a big picture window over your sink. Mm-hmm. And then the window where you're talking about putting a yeah. stove is a good size too, isn't it? Yeah. And then is there one to the left of the door? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So two yeah, of those see. we added. 
because I'm a, uh-huh. I am a natural daylight junkie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So we, there was a three foot window. We bumped it out to a six foot window and then we yeah, put in the window by the door. So, yeah. We would like to thank American Blossom Linens for not only being our favorite linen company in the entire world, but also for sponsoring season eight, Make Your Bed of Homemaker Chic podcast. AmericanBlossomLinens.com. Use coupon code HOMEMAKERCHIC20 to get 20% off of your new bed linens. As we head into fall, as we redress our beds, and as we celebrate this theme of making your bed even more beautiful, we want you to do so with American Blossom Linens. Whether you're looking for beautiful, modern vintage sheets to dress your bed, or a new duvet cover, or a new pillowcase, this is where you need to grow. This is the only 100% American-owned linen company in the entire United States. This is a family-owned company that's over 100 years old, sourcing the most beautiful Texas-grown cotton and weaving them into sheets that are made to last a lifetime. Visit AmericanBlossomLinens.com, use coupon code HOMEMAKERSHEAT20 for 20% off of your new bedding. We get asked a lot how we care for our skin and what kind of makeup we use. And the answer is simple. We use Tubes & Co. I want you to visit tubesandco.com and use the coupon code HOMEMAKER. This is your one-stop shop for all things natural and organic. From face washings, you have to check out the charcoal bar, to glow serums, which is probably the most beautiful thing I've ever put on my face. Emily has created all kinds of wonderful products for you to utilize on your skin. So whether you're looking for a new foundation, a natural mascara, cruelty-free and additive-free lipsticks or blushes or eyeshadows, Tubes & Co. has what you need. Visit tubesandco.com. Make sure you also try the frankincense tallow balm while you're there and stock your bathroom and makeup case with pure, beautiful products from Tubes & Co. That's tubesandco.com, coupon code HOMEMAKER. We'd like to welcome House of Tokumen as a sponsor of the show. You can find them at hotrugs.net. If you are tired of throwing your money away on cheap rugs that do not survive your lifestyle, then you need to dress your home in hand-woven rugs from House of Tokumen. Did you know these beautiful vintage handmade rugs are known to outlast their plastic counterparts by two decades All of the House of Tokumen rugs are heirloom quality and made from the finest cottons and shapes wool. Buy directly from their website and always enjoy free shipping in the continental U.S. or enjoy custom sourcing from a one-on-one buying experience. You are guaranteed a -a one-of-a-kind rug, no fake antique rugs, machine-made copies, or replicas. Shay and I love our rugs from House of Tokumen. We know that you will too. Visit House of Tokumen at hotrugs.net. That's hotrugs.net and dress your home in beautiful rugs. Visit oldworld.parisianfarmgirl.com if you are craving design inspiration or looking to make your home as cozy and inviting as it can be this upcoming holiday season. That's oldworld.parisianfarmgirl.com because Homemaker Chic listeners, I am inviting you to join my Old World Design Society. Start your subscription today with the brand new Harvest Holiday Edition now on sale. The Society is a place for individuals who cherish the elements and traditions of a bygone era. And as a subscriber, you will enjoy a quarterly, full-color magazine with no ads, 
access to the private design forum, and three old world inspired interior design classes taught by me. In the current magazine, we're visiting Stamford, England, looking at Italian Christmas traditions, ideas for your holiday tables, and a feature home of a collector extraordinaire that will blow your mind. So visit oldworld.parisianfarmgirl.com to get your Harvest Holiday Edition print or digital shipped worldwide and access to all the perks of being a society member. So I'm in a little bit different position. I get, I don't like the exposure that um, artificial artificial light brings, but my light in my kitchen is so limited. Mm-hmm. It can feel a little, it can start to feel dungeonous. Yeah. Like the kids, the kids will walk in and we'll go like, oh, is it? dark in here or is it just me uh there's one window that's on the north wall there's one small window that's on the east but there's an overhang so just a few hours in the morning and then the window over my sink is is part of the envelope it goes into the greenhouse so it's not like a so you're not looking exterior wall window yeah yeah uh, so I've got little lamps um, everywhere. I have three chandeliers in there, plus the pendant light that we built out of a bucket that's over the island. We kind of have to move that over mm-hmm. now, so it's over the center of the island. Um, I'm actually thinking of track lighting, like bringing something really modern in and tucking it in under a couple beams and just selecting the light bulbs very carefully, mm-hmm. but positioning them on those dark pockets that make me feel a little depressed when I'm in the space or like I can't see. And um, I'm excited about it because it feels a little edgy for me. I feel like I like bringing some, like Mm -hmm. the idea of bringing something like Ikea and modern in because I think that's very European anyways. That's what they do. Um, But I'm, it's kind of uncharted territory for me. Yeah. I don't think another chandelier or another fussy little tattered lampshade is going to do the trick. So we've been having this exact discussion, actually, uh, okay. in regards to a track lighting discussion. Yes. Uh, oh, interesting. Because I didn't know that <laughs> um, we are renovating our basement, which, by the way, mm-hmm. we just got approval for, which means we have the permits, which means I can do what I want my on my own property. Here. Oh, but that's a different discussion. So we have now that you have the permit, you can. <laughs> Thank you for letting me do what I want on my own property. You're so kind. And here's my property taxes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, thank you. So we have beams in our basement that I, I want to keep. We have beautiful rafters, but we're going to sort of finish off the space in between them. And I have some really beautiful little Frenchy chandeliers that I want to keep down there. And Stuart's like, okay. we are putting track lighting Boom. on the ceiling. Um, nice. Because... There is a little there was gonna a little hallway next yep. to a built-in closet. And he's like, I want to be able to see my clothes. <laughs> like, yeah. I need to be able to see them. And I do understand that. And I think, you know, one of the ways that um we kind of did the same thing where we brought in the marble, you know, which is timeless, mm-hmm. but it's also very sleek and it can be used in very modern homes. Yes. And it it balances it. Mm-hmm. You know, it keeps it from, mm-hmm. yeah, it keeps it in check. So I love the idea of that, um, especially with your situation. I'm, yeah. I mean, I the beams are dark. Yeah. I think I could tuck them up. They're not going to be like this. Oh, look. Yeah. They're going to create light. They're not going to be a focal piece. Right. Like the, your eye will still stay at the chandelier level. Yep. Um, 
But I do get a little depressed in the winter. I mean, and I am yeah. in Siberia. Yeah. It's dark. When it's when when it's dark in my kitchen at three o'clock and my cool Edison bulbs are just not <laughs> pulling enough wattage, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty jazzed. Yeah. I love the idea of that. I think I'm going to hit IKEA. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. very good. A couple of years ago we we put in the work um of putting in a stove, a little standalone yodel stove in the kitchen and piping it up. And it wasn't easy, but it wasn't expensive. You know, we were able to get it on Craigslist and, you know, piece together the little pipe to go up through the roof. And Stu and Jeremy were able to install it, so it was fine. But, man, when you're talking about, like, that yummy, sexy, warm, cozy lighting and ambiance, I mean, you just can't beat a fire. No. If they could mimic that with synthetic lighting – they just can't. Yeah. They try, but they're, we're not there yet. Amazing. Oh, if I could have a fireplace in my kitchen, I think I'd lose my mm-hmm. mind. I have thought about this. This is like, I don't know if this is too far off topic, but um, I have thought about making my middle room a dining room temp- on and off, like temporarily, and having the fireplace there, the stone fireplace with the big table, just yeah. art on the walls. Yeah. and Yeah. yeah. Dining room. Yeah. I don't, I don't know where I'd put all, like the sofas and stuff, but <laughs> that's not the point. <laughs> it's not the point. <laughs> um, so one thing I want to talk about in the kitchen okay, is um, likewise on Instagram, a couple of weeks ago, I shared sort of just a personal uh, pit moment where I was – I really genuinely was feeling like a victim of my kitchen. Um, mm. but- not difficult. No, it's not difficult to feel like May that. I just validate you? Thank not you. difficult. <laughs> Thank you. Um, we're in there. We're cooking all the time, cooking from scratch, pulling stuff in from the garden. We store a bunch Earwigs. of food in the right. basement. Like, mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's a lot. And mm-hmm. I was in there cleaning what felt like constantly and just always felt like I was embarrassed when somebody came by. Always, you know, even when it got done, it was like, yeah, I need to do that and do that. And I just thought you're either going to die here or you're going to figure something else out, you know, because it got to the point where I actually wasn't enjoying this beautiful space. It is beautiful. And so I just decided I'm just going to I'm going to do this all the way every night before I go to bed. That's it. I I always wash the dishes before bed, but I'm going to wash every dish. I'm going to dry them. I'm going to put them away. I'm going to use a beautiful cleaner to wipe off my countertops. I'm going to wipe off my stove, put my marble slab on top with flowers and a candle and maybe some, a beautiful basket of fruit. I'm going to sweep and vacuum the floor. I'm going to stack the firewood. I'm going to make sure there's no rotting fruit anywhere in the kitchen um, I'm going to put away all the food, all the dishes, all the appliances that go down in the root cellar. Like, I'm just going to take this, that last 20% and finish it out mm-hmm. completely. And I shared that with Instagram and then I kind of kept doing it. Now I'm going to do it again. Night two, night three, night four. And I'll tell you some nights, almost every night, it's basically the worst thing. What you know, <laughs> like there are nights when you're just like, I can't mm-hmm. do this. 
And I did it because I had to. I felt like it was that or die. That or just break and give up completely. Mm-hmm. And I just couldn't believe the amount of women who are like, I'm right here with you. Like, let's do it. Yep. And so why it's just um, I was in there the other night and the kids are like, you're going to finish this. I'm like, yes. Yeah. It has to be finished. Yeah. When I get up at five and walk in this room, do you know how disheartening it is to see in like, dinner dishes? It not finished. Yeah. Dinner dishes, even clean, but not put away, or yeah. a casserole dish that's clean, it's sitting on the counter instead of just going where it goes. Yeah. Or like you said, like I store all my little kitchen appliances elsewhere. Yeah. 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 I mean, and and what I have found is I'm in the habit of doing the dishes. Like we all do the dishes. Mm-hmm. It's the last twenty percent, you know. It is. It's like you're used to lifting a hundred pounds, and now you're lifting a hundred and twenty, and it's a lot different. And especially that last ten percent, you want to be done. What do you think falls? Like, what would you say falls into the last ten to twenty? Uh, drying and putting away hand wash dishes okay. that are usually, you know, I usually just put a towel down, and I, you know, the cast iron or the wooden spoons yeah. or things that don't go in the mm-hmm. dishwasher. Um, mm-hmm. that was a big one. Uh, the floor. So I'm vacuuming the floor every night. I'm not mopping it every night, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm vacuuming it every night. Um, and then what kind of vacuum do you have? <clears throat> the best. <laughs> it's, I need, I need a okay, new one. It's really kind of bad. expensive because vacuum, no, you don't have to like, <laughs> okay. A good vacuum is like a good kitchen faucet. Like. Yeah, come on. You'll have it for 20 years. I've, yeah. I also shared this on Instagram. I have chewed through at least six vacuums since we've lived here. At least. Every year. Yeah. Got to get a new one. So I finally go to a professional vacuum store. The guy comes up to me and he's like, you know, how am I going to help you? And I was like, I need you to give me the most durable, non-fussy vacuum that you have. And he's like, what for? I was like, four children and a farm. He's like. Got it. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> what did he sell you? Uh, a SIBO. Ooh. And never heard of them. I, think that's I come what it's from called. like I come from like an Electrolux family. Okay. Like I, that. Yeah. Like I grew up just thinking like elect. It was like my grandma always had one, and then she would replace it, and that would be the basement vacuum cleaner. Then and then mm-hmm. when that then when she would get another one, then that basement vacuum cleaner would become my mom's vacuum cleaner. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're at least five hundred bucks or something like that. Yeah. Tank always an Electrolux. Yeah. Family. Like just as a little girl, like. That was what nobody had a Dyson. Nobody had one of those big wonky upright ones. Like I grew up with this, the tank and the hose. Mm, and the, interesting. Yeah. This is so an upright what's one. What's it called? Seco. 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 Okay. It's an upright with one. with an S or a B. S E B O. Thank mm-hmm. you. Okay. And it has a bag, <clears throat> which again, like you're sold this like ooh, just canister. You can just dump it out. They're terrible. <laughs> Bag that. Yeah. You think I want to vacuum that up twice? No, I don't. Right? <laughs> um, I've loved it. I've absolutely loved it. It's been fantastic. So, okay, a little plug for them. But yeah, right. uh, the floors definitely fall under. And then I'm really good at stacking things at the top of the stairs that need to go down to the root cellar. Mm. And not so good at actually just walking them down. 
Um, so I keep like my food processor, my Instapot, you know, like my bulk grains and stuff. So at the end of the day, there's usually a couple loads of things that need to go be put away. Mm-hmm. And it was really easy just to leave them at the top of the stairs. Um, I mean, stupid things. Mm-hmm. But stuff with just cardboard that needed to be taken out. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> cardboard and garbage. You talked to last episode about the bane of your existence. That's what cardboard and garbage yeah. is for me. Yeah, I get it. I am forever preaching the get rid of the cardboard and garbage gospel. I don't know why this is such a hard concept to master, why we would want to live with said items stacking up by doorways. But yeah, I think I, think- I would like a garbage shoot, like a bank teller, like <laughs> Just like sucks it out. That would be amazing. To like a bin. Can you imagine like I would throw garbage disposal like in your sink? But like a big, like don't companies have those? And they go down to like an incinerator or something demonic at the other end. That's what I want. I want an incinerator. That we had one in our basement when I was growing up, but it was so creepy and there were so many dad daddy long leggers over there that uh, (laughs) I was too scared to go over. I don't think we used it. It was from the fifties. Oh yeah. But can you imagine like an incineration suction? I would get everything. so much satisfaction. Amazon boxes. Oh yeah, baby. <sighs> yeah. Do you have a garbage disposal? No. Come on. Yeah. No. Farm farm girls don't have that luxury. <laughs> no. no. Septic and all yeah. that. Mm. Nope. I think that last ten percent is probably a little different for each person, just kind of depending on how you actually use your kitchen. Run your kitchen. Yeah, yeah. But I think ultimately, like, when I take a step back, if there's something that catches my eye or where I feel that tension, like, I'm trying to train myself to really recognize that. So, for example, I brought in a lug of tomatoes from the garden, set it on the fireplace, just kind of been eating off of them. But when I would scan the kitchen, it'd be like, beep, 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 wrong, wrong. And I knew that something was going to rot and I knew fruit flies were going to come. Fruit flies, yeah, and right so, now especially. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I took out the ones that were rotten then I flipped over the green ones on the thing so I could see them as they ripe, ripened. And then mm-hmm. I just took the lug outside because the lug does not need to be in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Um, like stupid small things. And yet has been like the most mo- uh, momentum pushing thing I've done in ages. Well, and that's what I that's what I'm saying. Like is even like in creating beauty and do it like you need the momentum. Yeah. Because you're here forever. <laughs> Unless you get smacked by a bus. You're in your kitchen forever. Forever. Okay. And like, you have to get up and make breakfast. That's what I try yeah. and explain to people. Like, there have been times where it's like, oh, don't worry about the dishes. We'll just get them in the morning. It's like, no, tomorrow's Shay has to make breakfast. Like, I work yeah. from five to seven in the morning on my computer. This is one of my little mm-hmm. pockets of time that I get. Mm-hmm. I have to mm-hmm. hammer it out. And... I can't be doing dishes at that time or then I can't work. I also can't push breakfast back because we have to start school. And so yeah. it really was creating choose, this like, choose your heart. Yeah. I mean, the sickle. It's like, yeah. Yeah. yeah sickle, and sickle. to that to that point, mm-hmm. because this is now the goal at the end of the day, I've realized that Days where there's more going on or school maybe was a little bit more demanding or there's something social on the calendar, I make a dinner accordingly. I make maybe a dinner that doesn't involve frying things or seven different pans. It's like maybe then I make something really simple. And 
then I'll stop. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I've also really tried to cultivate the habit of once dinner's pretty much done, I'll try to wash as many dishes as I can. I'm not like cleaning the kitchen then, but I'm just trying to like alleviate some of that back end buildup at the end of the meal so that when we come in from doing okay. dinner, mm-hmm. like it's it's not overwhelming. I have the energy. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're washing dishes before dinner? Before we eat. Before you eat. So Okay, I make my kids do that. Yeah. But, yeah. See, there yeah. you go. It's got to start fresh palate. Yeah. It doesn't have to be spotless, but I cannot start with dishes everywhere. Yeah. Like, let's put the food it's away. It's a struggle. I mean, and let's, let's be real. It is a struggle, yeah. but it can't. Yeah. Um, the something that I am, I, uh, I mean, I guess being humble, I'm still working on it, but I've been working on it for enough weeks or months now where now I'm like, okay, family, this is what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Come with me. I'm probably going to sneeze here. Come with me. Um, <laughs> Oh boy. Itching. Itching. <laughs> Holy crap. Um, like just the putting things away. Yeah. And yes, in the yes, in the house, but like the kitchen. Taking the bucket of flour back to the cooler. I store my Instapot and stuff like that in my cooler, you know, because there's extra space. When you're done with it, put it away. When you're done with it, wipe it off. Like if you get out the mayonnaise. Don't just leave it on the island for the next person to put away, put it away. Um, I'm trying to instill this habit in everyone. Like we don't just leave it out. It's 20 feet. We can all walk 20 feet. We can do this. Just getting rid of the things, just the putting things away creates such a like, I have this uh, like counterscape, right? Even if the counters are dirty, they can just be wiped off. But when there's stuff that's not put away, that for me, mentally, that's a huge hurdle. And so if the dishes are going, like that's happening. And like you said, you're not stacking things by the door. The instant pot full of yesterday's soup isn't sitting by the back door. It's being attended to. I'm going to sneeze. Talk. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Probably three times. So feel free to come okay. up with something to no, say. You're doing great. You're doing great. <laughs> Everyone no. wants to hear me sneeze. Yeah. I, you're right. It, it's just a habit. And luckily, habits can be changed. Habits can be shifted. And that's not the easiest thing to do, but it's possible. Right. But it does take intention, and it is the 10 to 20%. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, it is. Oh, my gosh. Please tell me I'm not going to have an allergy attack while we're <laughs> filming a show. <laughs> that would just not be that good. That would be great. Um, um, I have a... <laughs> Here's my vacuum system. I have this giant uh, wear it on your shoulders vacuum that we got when my allergies went crazy when we moved here because I was desperate to figure out why that was happening to me. So it's like this big HEPA filter crazy. You look like a Ghostbuster, basically. And there's a big tube off the back and you're constantly knocking things. Joel's like constantly breaking things because he turns around. He's like, what? <laughs> knocks a knocks glass to the floor. Um but I need a new vacuum so bad because I'm literally using like a Swiffer vacuum cleaner and a Swiffer wet jet on my floors. So um, I would say that keeping the floors clean is definitely like the extra, mm-hmm. that last remaining 10%. Um, sorry, I'm itching so bad. Shades. Oh, sorry. I forgot what I was going to say. What was I saying to open that up with? I don't remember. You were talking about Joel cleaning with the vacuum cleaner. 
Yeah, I forget it. I, mm. I got nothing. Okay. <laughs> it's gone. Well, I think, um, you know, if we're talking about cleaning, it's easier to be motivated to clean and tend to a space that you want to look beautiful or that you think looks beautiful. And we've talked a lot in this show about how to like thrive in less than ideal situations. And even when we were talking to Marion last week, she was like, look, this house that you're in, this might not be your forever home. Like you can Mm -hmm. still do a very good job, even if you're not in your dream home or you're not in your dream circumstances. And You know, I think that's really important for people to hear. But there are things that you can do. For example, if you're living in like military housing or rental housing or, you know, some sort of different, weird, not great situation, like you can hang curtains, you know, like that's something you can do. You can hang curtains. Right. You can have some nice dishes stacked out. You can have bowls of beautiful produce that inspire you that make you want to cook. You can have your little collection of cookbooks, you know, again, that inspire mm-hmm. you that you find joy in. Um, you can find maybe, you know, a few nice like thrifted cutting boards or just something that makes you feel like this is yours. This is a space that you want to be in. And I think it doesn't have to cost a ton of money. It doesn't have to be some big, giant, elaborate kitchen renovation. But situating right. it where things have a place you've you're eliminating clutter so that when you go to clean up a things have a place to go and then b when it's done you do get that feeling of you know this is a beautiful space that I'm I'm thankful for this is my space right yeah. now and I'm thankful for it yeah i think it's very important not to wave the white flag of surrender if your kitchen isn't just what you want it to be mm-hmm. Very few people have a showroom magazine quality kitchen. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's just a few moves that you can make, like you said, dishes and a fresh curtain, light a candle, do something to put your own stamp on it. Um, and don't be don't be a victim of of not having what you want. Mm-hmm. You know, create create a space that's invite invite inviting rather yeah. and soothing to you. Yeah. yeah. Um Speaking of like just countertops and making things wonderful at the end of the day, I did bring up my my favorite cleaner to share with everyone. <laughs> they're, they're not a sponsor. They should be. They should be. Um, you might need to like harvest a kidney for this. I just buy a few bottles a year. Yeah. It's not cheap. It's not okay? cheap. It's, don't judge me. It's not cheap. This is Bar Company Fur and Grapefruit Soap. You can see I only have a little bit left. Yeah. It's beautiful. And uh, this will change your life. (laughs) This makes wiping off your countertops such a joy. I cannot even tell you. Yep. The store that I get it from has been out of it for like the last two months. I can't. It's just sparingly. Like bad days. Now I use it for bad days because it makes me so happy when I spray it. Mm -hmm. But this literally, um, I splurged on it earlier this year. And it did. It was just one of those, that little direction, little shift of the rudder that made me want to be in the space, made me enjoy the task of cleaning it. Mm -hmm. Very much so. I usually um, only burn beeswax candles, but I do have one in my kitchen, a bar candle in my kitchen. And I do it for when the job is mostly done. So when I'm like at that 95% mark, I will light that candle and it carries me through the last 5%. And then it makes it sort of like 
settles the smells. You know, it's it fills it with a beautiful fragrance. And, you know, that's what you want. Again, like you said, that's mm-hmm. that that little pat on the back, that little push forward of like, good job. Yep. This is beautiful and it smells good and it's ready to be a blessing for the next tear down. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> which is coming which is coming. um so i think you know if you're frustrated in this space um i wouldn't turn around like tonight and try to crush it i would do the diligent things tonight but maybe you know after just listening to the last little bit you're realizing there's kind of like gaps in the flow maybe your dishes aren't where they should be they're not very practical and so you procrastinate on putting putting them away or something if your kitchen needs um like a heart makeover, mm-hmm. if you need to change your heart about how you care for your kitchen, I would set aside like daylight hours to tackle that. Yeah. And get it functioning and working. Go to TJ Maxx, buy a new tablecloth, like whatever you need to do. Um, but there's something to me about like, you know, if you're listening to the show and then you're just going to rip into it tonight, that doesn't sound very motivating to me after the light goes out, after the sun goes down. Mm-hmm. I would like time that appropriately. It's like if you have a a difficult conversation to have with someone, you know, don't have it the next time there's a blow up, have it in a calm moment kind of a thing. Same, same sort of idea. Yep. And in to that point too, I think it is important for you to be able to get to that hundred percent mark at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that does just sort of take some severe editing. Th- yes. Yeah. So I had a cooking community call this morning and uh, one of my members was talking about her kids were constantly fighting about um, which who was going to do dishes and who was going to put them away and blah, 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 blah. And she realized, like, I think they're actually burdened by the amount of dishes that sort of have to be done. And so she edited her kitchen out. There was, I think, five of them in their families. So they had like five bowls, five plates, five salad plates, five forks, <laughs> you know, like. She stripped everything down, didn't tell them, and they didn't notice for eight months. But basically what happened was, okay, you have breakfast, you have cereal, you want soup for lunch? Like, okay, let me just wash this bowl real quick. But there was only, at most, ever five bowls to wash. And so it kept it from Mm -hmm. being so overwhelming. And that might be a little extreme for some people, but Mm -hmm. the idea is, like, if if you're getting to that point, it might be time to just grab a cardboard box and just strip some things out so that you just have less to manage. Yeah. I took out, I love to bake. I love to make cakes. I love to make pretty, wonderful, beautiful cakes. And then I love to make cheesy Disney cakes for my kids. Um, I took all that stuff out of my kitchen and just put it in a cardboard box in the basement and I go fish out whatever creative Mm -hmm. Wilton pan when the time arrives. That made a huge difference. Mm-hmm. I pared my drawers down to Pyrex, a few pie pans, quiche pans, measuring cups, and I used my label maker so small children would know where everything goes when they open the drawer. And it's still, everything is always like, I would always want to say on this show, like with kids, you're, it's never just like you implement uh, some idea and it's just there and life is just great forevermore and evermore and evermore. That's not how it works. Drawers still have to be organized. Pencils still get put in with the casserole dish. Band-Aid wrappers are still on the floor. Okay, that's not how it works, but you're still training them. Mm-hmm. 
organization and decluttering and you're setting a standard, some sort of method, and it does matter that you do that. Yep. Whether or not you get to see the fruit of that in your own kitchen, it will pay off. Yep. Very true. And just expect mm-hmm. to have to do it more than once. For sure. Yes. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> like the drawers you clean out. And you're just, I need to do that right now. I need to clean out my drawers. Because, you know, so and just- I think it's like really easy to think like we get in a rut. Okay. I have my essential oil drawer in the top drawer. Why is it always such a mess? There's vitamins everywhere. Nobody can put the lid back on the vitamins and blah, blah, blah. Maybe that shouldn't be in that drawer. Maybe that should be in a bathroom, in a tub with a lid or something. You know, like I think sometimes we just keep running into the same brick wall over and over again. Why do I, Why is this problem or this particular mess in the kitchen so habitual, so constant? It might just be because we just have a bad routine. Mm-hmm just might not be set up the way we, you know, in a way that would be most effective. It's true. And, you know, to get a little bit more extreme here, I will say I have invested a lot of money and a lot of time and a lot of effort into putting my kitchen the way that I like it. Because I do think that having the right tools sometimes alleviates so much of that on the back end. Just having the thing that you need. Um, Mm -hmm. We have made things work and patched things together and, you know, found a way within the budget to do it for many, many, many years. And then usually at the end of a period of time, I'm like, you know what? Okay, we're finally just going to we're finally just going to do this. Um, A recent example of this was our refrigerator. So we have a big walk-in cooler in our root cellar and we have a small little fridge in our kitchen just for a few things that you want to keep in there, like milk. Like every time I want milk, Mm -hmm. I don't want to have to go downstairs. Mm -hmm. Well, we've had little mini fridges. We had a really great commercial one that died. Of course, we had a couple small mini fridges. We've reconfigured the butcher block around it a thousand times. You know, we've done the stapling, the curtain in the back to hide the back of the fridge. Like we've done every (laughs) DIY way to make this work Mm -hmm. imaginable. And then I finally found a fridge that I wanted and it's a drawer pull out. So you can just stand straight up. Top drawer is a fridge. Bottom drawer is a freezer. It's small, but it's the exact amount of space that we needed for our kitchen. Mm -hmm. And wouldn't you know, like just having the right thing in there alleviated a thousand little things that I was having to tend to, like putting the curtain rod back up when it fell down or washing the curtain once a week because somebody got egg yolk on it. Or, you Mm. know, like every time (laughs) you would go by, you'd need to like do this thing or move this thing or fix this thing. Mm -hmm. And that'll drive you mad. (laughs) It'll drive you right, mad. Right, right, And sometimes it is worth recognizing where those spots are and saving up, doing, you know, figuring it out, hunting Craigslist or Facebook Marketplace or whatever it is, and actually right. getting the thing in there that works. Yeah. Period. It is, look, it is where you make food. Like, it's not... <laughs> It's not a luxury. It's a necessity. Okay. Um, you know, you did, uh, I thought you did a blog post a long time ago about like your, your stove. I mean, it's the reason I'm saving a fur Laconche. Like I don't drive nice vehicles. Yeah. I would like a nice stove. Like this is, I drive my vehicle like not even once a day. So 
but at my stove, on the other hand, you know? So I do think there's something to be said for making it functional and budgeting accordingly. And even just looking at what you have and like, where are the stress points? What, what points in this room are robbing my joy, whether it's pockets of darkness, Mm -hmm. like I opened the show with that being right here depresses me because it's dark. Or if it's a drawer that's just, um, improperly stocked and just causes chaos it's it's not being used in the best way to to help you enjoy the space and be as productive as you can in the space because that's the whole point of kitchen is productivity yep big time <laughs> big time well did you freeze you're frozen. that's good fodder for Am us to move forward here in our own kitchens so we hope that you guys have Enjoyed our little kitchen chat with us and um, do make sure you join us tomorrow on Instagram for Ultra Feminine Friday. We would love to see you there. A huge thank you to our sponsor, American Blossom Linens. Make sure you visit them, AmericanBlossomLinens.com and use the coupon code HomemakerChic20. And um, it was good. Now we'll just get to cleaning. I think we should. I am... uh have my work cut out yes. for me, I think, unfortunately. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Being Thursday and all, get it ready for the weekend. Yes. So, well, know when you labor in there, you guys aren't alone. And we would love to see your kitchen. So tag us over on Instagram so that we can share that progress with everyone else. Um, for yes. sure. I think that's it. All right, ladies. We'll see okay. you guys back here on Monday. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.